Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Cards in the air, 65% completion percentage, 30 touchdowns, 11 picks. 2021, 4,400 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 picks. Like, he has been, you know, among the best in the NFL. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's not on Dak. I mean, I think this is an important year for him because, you know, he did lose a weapon, so he's going to have to, like, turn C.D. Lamb into a true number one, which isn't, like, well, can he be that? I don't know. It's easy when, if you know, if if Amari Cooper is getting the number one's attention or, you know, at least some attention because he was a great route runner, well, now he's gone, and Cedric Wilson's gone, and Gallup's hurt, you know, and he's going to miss, what, five, six weeks? You know, he's not going to be back anytime soon. So it is going to be the C.D. Lamb show there. And can he? what's he going to do? Some guys struggle with that, you know? Some guys, when they're the only thing, mm-hmm. you know, their numbers, their numbers aren't as good. Devontae Adams is him. Devontae Adams is considered one of the best receivers in the NFL, if not the best. And that's why he could always manage it, because he is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what category we can put CD in yet. We don't. Uh, but I would tell you this: you're not going to go far by being the most penalized team in the league. Typically, those though that title's reserved for teams that aren't contenders. And what I would tell you now that Mike McCarthy hasn't shown anything like he's getting that thing to a point where it's ready to turn a corner. The best teams don't shoot themselves in the foot to the degree that the Dallas Cowboys have for the last few years. And 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 uh, again, they continue it. And they certainly did in their first preseason game. Uh, they won't be there. Yeah, they won't be there. It'll be Rams or Bucks or somebody or or Green Bay back before it be the Dallas Cowboys. You're right. Why why aren't they a contender? That's a question they need to be asking themselves. Yeah, I mean they got talent. That is not the. I issue. don't think the culture's right. That under is under Mike McCarthy. That is not the problem at all. All right, we'll come back. We got respect burgers on the other side. We'll do those, and then Jason Fitz is going to join us at one twenty-five. Stick around, Jason and John, ninety turn FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I just been getting in my bed. Me and my name, we don't match. McCoy Roof and Renovations is who you need to call if you have anything going around your house, right? You might have roof damage. You might have storm damage from you know, storms that have blown through. Got some heavy rain last week. So sometimes you can't always see it. Sometimes you have to wait till it comes in your home before you realize you got a problem. So if you think that you got an old roof, you know that. Call our man Chris McCauley. He'll come out. Free consultation. Doesn't cost you a thing to find out. Maybe you can even get your roof covered at no out-of-pocket cost to you. That's what he does every single day. When he comes out, let him know you heard about him on the Jason and John show. He's going to throw in a free roof and upgrade. Great people, great team. Chris McCauley's got 487-7096 is the number you can call. You should have it locked into your phone uh, because whether it's now or later, we always run into issues with our roof as homeowner or renovation questions. Again, he's got the team to handle the job. Want to build out that patio or that upstairs? Call Chris McCulley. Get his guys on it. 487-7096. Voted most popular roofing company. Check out the website at McCulleyRoofingLLC.com. Got a bunch of five-star reviews as well. I think you'll like what you see over on Facebook at McCulley Roofing and Renovations. That time on Mondays where I get on the grill, we hand out respect in the form of burgers. Let's do that. Now, it's time for the Jason and John Show. Respect Burgers. Sizzling Respect Burgers, served hot and fresh from Jason and John. First one goes to the NBA. Thank you for getting it right. Thank you for the first time in Grizzlies history, making us a part of the Christmas Day festivities. Yes, first time in franchise history. Grizzlies will play the Warriors on Christmas Day. What a beautiful Christmas it'll be. Hassle tying under the mistletoe, as we said earlier. Bucks at Celtics are your other four games. 76ers at Knicks, Suns at Nuggets, Lakers at Mavericks are the other ones. We talked about it, notably missing the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Take that, Kevin Durant. NBA, not even interested in you, but they are interested in those Grizzlies and the rivalry that is Grizzlies-Warriors. It's a budding rivalry. Uh, we're adding to it every year, it feels like. Uh, and was certainly, I think, one that there is a, res- a nice, healthy respect in. You saw uh, uh, John Morant upon the news tweeting at Draymond saying, hey, we got it. Draymond saying, you got the voice, young. You called for this. Uh, it's a good thing. And, again, the, the respect burger goes to the NBA for recognizing it. Uh, strike while it's hot. And this is something not just the markets here in Memphis – and out in California want to see. I think it's something the rest of the NBA wants to see as well. It's good when you can add some juice, and Grizzlies Warriors has got juice any time out. So it looks like now the Charlotte Hornets, little NBA news, are now the only club still waiting for its first Christmas schedule invite. Wonder what they'll have wow. to do to get it. Everybody well, else they, has been I, on I, it. I got to believe another. they're kind of close, right? I mean, they do have mm-hmm. LaMelo. But are they close, though? I mean, LaMelo, though. You can't be a play-in team. That's well, that, one thing yeah, you about you got to have success. And Grizzlies got up off that, right? Certainly uh, have won a first-round series now. Number uh, second-best record in the league last year. NBA's recognized, and the Grizzlies going to be a part of it. John and I were trying to determine, okay, what slot do you put it in? You put it in that 7 o'clock slot or the 9.30 slot. You'll have a, a good deal of the country asleep if you put it at 9.30. Seems like to me you'd put the champs at 7 o'clock in that prime-time slot. So hopefully that's the way it works out. Either way, we can work out all the particulars later in terms of what time. It's going to be great to see the Grizzlies on Christmas Day. You'll open up your 
your new John Morant shirt and put it on uh, for a chance, a battle against the uh, the champs. Uh, what do you think? I'm with it. In I'm, that game. <clears throat> like Grizz ter- win. Put it down right here, Mr. Will Salatoris. Here's your winner. Here, Mr. Mr. No, uh, it's, a, it's an L. Okay. Just want to make sure. I mean, if Jaren's playing, I, I reserve the right to uh, change it, you know, opinion. Yeah, I should bring that. We all our hopes is that Jaren gets back early yeah. and he's able to play in that game. So it's a at least you got a great team that's able it, to give what, it. Everybody. What's, the, what's the best Christmas gift you ever got? Oh my gosh, I have no idea. Is it this? Is this the best Christmas present you've ever got? Uh, anyway, anyway. This it, is it great. Mean, it means so say, much. No, no, you it can, means you so let much. It, let it be yours then. Let it be yours. I'm not, we're not Say it's the best thing you've ever gotten. Why you got to? Why you got to ask if it's mine? Because this is your segment, man. I'm trying to give a respect burger, you know, maybe to your parents. No, I've given one to the NBA here. What's okay. the best Christmas present you ever had? You're not supposed to remember that off the top of your head. Well, are like, you? like for me, but my it, dad got a robot back in, you know, a little Roby oh, the robot thing. You got that was we, your best. We thought that was pretty nice. Roby the robot. No, my kid would probably say a PS5. Oh yeah, no computer doubt. for me. I think I got, I got a computer yeah. one year for my parents, and it made my year. But especially back 20, 30 years ago, you know. For me, it was a Nintendo 64. Oh. I mean, that N- N64, we had some good moments and memories on that thing. This Roby the Robot thing from Radio Shack, it could do some pretty cool stuff yeah, back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember you don't that. Have to, yeah, you don't it, have to try yeah, to sell it. It could actually try to. That was a hot pride. You, you, that was a hot thing. My dad yeah. said it would bring you a drink, but it ain't pouring <laughs> well, the damn drink out of the out. fridge. You know. you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, no, John popped out one. Actually, John, my, my presents have been so poor over the years that this may actually be the best thing. The fact oh, that John no, Morant's going to be that's playing no, on no, no, we no, need to get you some presents. He, he, Jason is notoriously, perpetually not satisfied with his gifts. Are you being undergifted? We need to take care of no, you. No, Faith does a fantastic job. As well, unless fact. unless you get some of the Zions, in which case, you know, he's also – Careful. I mean, that was Father's Day. Yeah, but I'm saying, though, you're, you, when people give you gifts, it is a risk. Uh, occasionally, it, it has been the case. Again, it's more about giving right. than right, receiving. Than receiving. Well said. Somebody's got to hey, say that around here. You're damn right. But, but you respect, respect to Jason. There. It's okay to like just pretend you liked the gift that you got. Oh, you know, I have I've given Jason gifts on the show, but he that he appreciates, and I know that because he wears them still. Yeah, I'm you, like, you're a notorious regifter though with Jason. It feels like. Well, Jason, that's a that's something you got to answer to. I, I think you've been forgiven for that though. I, I don't know. At some point, you know, I think people have to let you live, right? Let me live. Let me. We've live. tried to make that right. All right, moving on. Mm-hmm. Second respect burger mm-hmm. is going out to a man by the name of Josh Gregory. Respect. Now, who is Josh Gregory? You ask. He is the coach of 25-year-old Will Zalatoris, who won yesterday the FESJC. Will won it. And Josh Gregory, we always say there's a Memphis tie to every story, even national. Uh, Josh Gregory is that Memphis tie. He is the coach of Zalatoris, who got his first win on the PGA Tour, like we talked about, winning a three-hole playoff. Now, Gregory was a state champion at Christian Brothers High School. He won a city, city amateur title. Uh, Mark Giannato's got a fantastic column over at commercialfield.com. Talks a little bit about Josh Gregory, who was watching, uh, I guess, incapacitated because he's hurt himself. He popped his calf celebrating uh, some of Zalatoris' shots on this. But he was a, he's been a big factor in Zalatoris' career. Actually caddied for him last week. As Zalatoris was trying to find a new caddy, remember the the caddy he had this week was a brand new one, uh, but he has been his coach. Again, I told you, won a city amateur title, playing on the same course in in college at SMU, and then his father, uh, he lost his father on New Year's Eve, stayed this week with his mother out in Oakland and was on the course to see his, I guess, pupil in this sense. If a a guy can be your pupil, you're the coach, uh, to watch him win. So a shout-out, obviously, to the Memphis tie in this week's uh, 
in this week's FESJC, at least according to the, the, the winner's story. Always that Memphis tie. We give a shout-out to Josh Gregory, a former CBHS standout. Moving on, uh, David Pleasant. Respect. Again, another name you might not know from the top of, uh, right off the top of your head when you first hear it. But a veteran of the Memphis Fire Department last week was killed in the line of duty, was driving the truck. I don't know if y'all saw this news, um, but they had a memorial for him over the weekend, very touching memorial. They've got it actually set up over at E.H. Crump Boulevard where he was driving this truck uh, out on a call, had three other firefighters with him. All were injured, uh, but the other three were, were lived. Uh, David succumbed to his injuries. He's a father of four. I wanted to get this out there. Avid cyclist with the uh, Memphis High High Taylors Bicycle Club and the Knucklehead Cycle Club had been doing that for a while. Had been with the Memphis Fire Department 32 years, y'all. We do not talk enough about what firefighters do for us in terms of going out, going to the danger. Like, it's it, it's literally every night. And it was this last Wednesday night on a rainy night. Apparently, the story is there's some pickup truck that that tr- that ran the red light, caused uh, David and, and the, the, the fire truck to swerve. Um, obviously, he ended up succumbing to his injuries, but just wanted to give a salute uh, to everything that he did the last 32 years and more. Uh, but that just with the Memphis Fire Department, um, it was sad news to see last week, but wanted to make sure we salute uh, someone who was certainly Absolutely. deserving of that uh, posthumously in this in this instance. And then finally, I, I, I caught some flack last week for not giving the St. Louis Cardinals a respect burger. I think maybe we gave them a kebab because mm-hmm. for the first time in Cardinals history, they swept the Yankees. I'm so glad that I didn't give them a respect, Burger, because if you look at the Yankees team, they're absolutely floundering. So y'all beat up on a team that was struggling. Now, that said, Yankees still over 70 wins. They're doing pretty good this year. Um, That said, here's the way we'll make amends. You know who's getting a respect, Burger? Albert Pujols. Granddaddy. Granddaddy homered twice. This guy's happy. Yesterday. I bet you were because you're in a fight with the Brewers, it looks like right now, at least right now. Yep. Right? They've been a little bit of a thorn in your side this year, at least uh, for the the NL Central title. Beat the Brewers yesterday 6-3. Pooji goes for two. And in doing so, closes the gap a little bit on the career home run list. We know who's number one on that list. Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron second, Babe Ruth third. Alex Rodriguez is sitting at 696, and now Pooji's sitting there at 689. Yep. How about that? It's getting close. We're going to catch him. Yeah, it's going to be close. You're going to have to tear it up. Seven more to do it, so I guess it will be pretty close. Close. Um, Because this is the end, right? He said it it will be his last season. This is it. He hasn't said he's coming back and he doesn't move past Alex Rodriguez. But I want to give a shout-out to the man who claims to be the grandpa in the clubhouse, and he is (laughs) about 55 in there getting it done, messing around with his age a little bit. But Albert Pujols, yes, two home runs in the Cardinals' 6-3 win over the Brewers. Uh, that's been a back-and-forth series. Cardinals, are yep. they true contenders or not? What do you think, John? I think they are. Hey. I, I think they are. I mean, they again, they're, they, have the, they have the majors right where they want them. Unsexy, no-name players, starting to win, you know, at the right time. This is what they do. And y'all made some slick moves that were good, like like Quintana. Hadn't he been, hadn't he been mm-hmm. decent? Y'all beef up that pitching a little Quintana bit. Quintana and Montgomery, the other left-hander uh-huh. from the Yankees. The Yankees might have made a mistake with that trade going for Bader for Montgomery. Might have made a mistake with that trade there. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals, 
at least one of them getting a respect burger, Albert Pujols with a couple of shotties, moved him closer to fourth place on that all-time home run list, just now seven uh, behind Alex Rodriguez. That's uh, that's your round of respect burgers for the week. There at the top again, thank you, NBA. The Grizzlies have arrived, nice, and they will be on Christmas Day. Yeah, the Play Warriors. I'm going to give a disrespect dog out to a, an abstract to a concept, but it's a concept that I I, I truly believe in some small way played a part in uh, a, a Dallas man's death over the weekend. Uh, <clears throat> over in uh, Lancaster, Texas, I should say there was there was a uh, there was a disagreement in a youth football game, a okay, youth football game. Not that it would matter whether it was youth or high school or college or whatever, pro. But there was a there was a there there was a uh, you know an incident where you know the official officials and, and the coaching staff got into a disagreement over a call or a non-call, mm-hmm. and it ultimately led to the uh, fatal shooting of a coach on one of the staffs, Mike Hickman. Um, I, I I look at there was a shooter. It was actually the the brother of Akib Talib, is is the uh, the alleged shooter here, and he's on the run. Um, so that that that's one part of the conversation. Somebody bringing a a, a, a nine to a youth football game it seems insane. I mean, there are kids there. If nothing else, there are children there. But I do also think that it's it's a product of just this very toxic culture that we, uh, you know, just sit back and allow to have happen in youth sports. These parents are crazy. Um, there are legitimately crazy people that are around these games and events and teams. You know, who think that this is like their ticket to to you know NFL stardom, and it's just simply not for ninety nine point nine nine percent of of you, of us, of any parent that we have. Um, this man lost his life over a football game, right? Yeah, he lost his life over a football game, over a, a, over a call or a non call in a youth football game. You know, this is not this, this, we we cannot normalize this. Uh, you know, obviously, gun violence is something that it's a, a totally, a totally separate conversation. But I think this is really one where gun violence and youth fo- sports culture intersected. Um, and and you know, I, I just feel like I don't know how you, I don't know how you unwind it. I don't know how you put that genie back in the bottle. Right. But I think it's a problem, you know. And I think it will see more of things like this. You know, I, I mean. I, I just think it's incredibly tragic. Nobody should ever lose their life over a game. Nobody should ever lose their life over a disagreement in a of over a game. You know, um, it, it's just tragic. And you know, the family released a statement. You know, <clears throat> saying on behalf of the family, we'd like to thank everyone for the onslaught of love we received. This is a very difficult time for our family and community. Michael was our everything. He was incredibly kind and generous. He loved to laugh and to make others laugh. He could also be sarcastic and drive you crazy, but we loved him because all of those things made him him. And Mike Hickman is no longer here because of a youth football game. I mean, he did nothing other than coach a youth football game. Uh, you know, I just I think that's incredibly tragic, and I think we have to look at ourselves and we have to ask, what are we doing? And for a variety of, like, not just sports, right, but also, you know, the things that go on. And it's Texas, and I get it. Texas governs itself, and, you know, they do things a lot differently down there. But, you know, we, 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 we have to look inside, man, you know. Like I, I don't think that it's preposterous to think it could happen in Memphis over a basketball game, over a youth basketball game. Like, it, like that's the t- that's the culture that gets promoted, you know. Middle school kids getting ranked. I read a story in the Washington Post last week of two kids, two brothers, where the dad is saying publicly, "It's time for us to cash in," and they're in the third grade. What? They're in the third grade, man. 
it's time for us to cash in. I mean, get a grip. Like what, on what? That's what I'm saying. He was like, he was saying he thinks his kids are like the next best thing, and he needs some nil deal. I saw Gary tweet about that, and he was actually Gary told a story on Twitter. It was a really brief graph, but it was, and he said that stop ranking eighth graders because he saw an eighth grader that was five eight, thought he would grow. He was like ranked top five in his class, didn't grow anymore. He was a five eight, non starter. Yeah, the story he's talking about is Andre Allen. Okay, right. He didn't didn't grow, so he's saying, what's the point of ranking him that early? Yeah. It's a fair yeah, point. Yeah, it was. It was in. Yeah, I mean, these kids are second graders, and he's and the and the father is like building. Like you, it's could, ridiculous. Like, what do you like? How do you get to a point where, as a parent, you're saying, "All right, you've lost touch. It's time for me to build a brand around them. They can score eight points a game in second grade. Such a mistake. It's just, you know, I wouldn't even consider doing anything like that until my kid was in high school and had real college offers and was ranked and was like. Legitimate, like I talk to people, you know, like if if my daughter, if Riley goes on to be an amazing swimmer, like say she's winning swimming races in the second grade, do you think I'm going to quit radio to build a brand around my daughter as a swimmer? Oh. No, that's oh. stupid. Oh. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I think these parents, man, like they, like some, like like they got to have a, a a talking to, like somebody's got to sit them down and say, you are out of your ever loving mind, for for forever saying and forget. The, the the probabilities of it for putting it on the kids. Your kids were featured on in the Washington Post in the second grade. How is that fair to them? Mm-hmm. They may not even like the stuff. They may not love it. They may want to pursue something else. But now because you've forced them into this and they've been featured in the Washington Post, well, you ain't going to let that happen. Those kids are going to be basically driven to play basketball and not allowed to do anything else. We have lost touch. We have, like we have, as a society, we have gone nuts over basketball and sports in general, you know? And I don't know, again, I don't know how we get it back. I don't know how we get it back. But it, it starts with you. It starts with you. You haven't quit radio to build a brand around CJ yet. And, yeah, he can play. But, like, it doesn't even get start to get serious until they're in their teens, you know? Mm-hmm. And even then it's too soon. It works for LeVar. It works for LeVar. Like, one in a trillion chance that he put two kids in the NBA. Congratulations to him. You're not LeVar Ball. Your kids are not Lonzo and Lamelo, they're just not, you know. And I just I hate to see such tragic things happen um, because of of this toxicity that exists. And it wasn't just because of that, obviously, but I, I do think it was a factor. I do think it was a factor, and it was really really sad to see. So disrespect, dog. If you're a parent out there and you're pushing your kid to do something because you're trying to live through them or you're trying to build some brand, you know, when they're in the third grade, you're an idiot. We'll come back. Jason Fitz is going to join us on the other side. Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN. 92.9 FM, ESPN is Memphis's official back-to-school sports station for 2020. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Two, y'all. Hi, we're back. Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. And as promised, he joins us every single Monday here on the show. Honored and privileged uh, to have him every week here on the show. He's a great Jason Fitz. Does it all for ESPN. Catch him on Spain and Fitz. He's all over ESPN. He joins us now. Fitz, big news over the weekend. You are going to get the Memphis Grizzlies underneath the mistletoe on Christmas Day. How about that? Yeah, you know, and let me be real, like, the minute I saw that, my heart just like fluttered a little bit for y'all and for Memphis and for what it means. Like, uh, you know, on those ESPN sports, uh, radio sports bites that I do, I was pretty harsh today that people hear later on tonight, uh, on the NBA on Christmas Day because of what the NFL is doing. But realistically, the NBA picks the brands that they either want to elevate or that have elevated to the point that they're undeniable when it comes to the Christmas Day game. So, when we talked at the very beginning of the rise of job about what it was going to mean for the future of the franchise, this is it. Like you start looking at what that means. The NBA expects of this team, what that means. The NBA expects of this brand. It means, cause I mean, Christmas day is their launching pad and they're willing to say, Hey, we want to launch with this team against golden state. Like they are creating, uh, helping to cultivate, I guess, a rivalry that is going to be very real this year that they want to be real for the next several years. We surprised not to see the nets on this list of teams playing on Christmas, or should we expect that with all the mess and the turmoil that they've got going on? I think that speaks to the league's lack of confidence that the Nets are going to look anything by Christmas like what they look today. Yeah. You know, And so they don't want to take a chance that they're putting a suddenly uh, Kevin Durant-less Nets up on there uh, you know, and, and Kyrie-less Nets up on Christmas Day. Plus, I mean, at some point, I do believe that the NBA wants the conversation to be about the actual action on the court, and the Nets always bring extra chaos with them. So whereas you can do that with the Lakers, they're worth the brand. I, I mean, I think for the Nets, it's not worth the, it's not worth the squeeze. The juice isn't worth the squeeze on that, as opposed to the Knicks, who, frankly, I don't think are going to be very good, but they just want to get that New York market on Christmas Day. I understand that. Talking to Jason Pitts, joining us every single Monday here on the show. I know it's like it's crazy, like where football starting up, and, and, and we're going to get to that. But, you know, with the, with the news, you know, about the Grizzlies, what do you sort of think the future holds for them next year? Jaron may or may not be available to start the year. Uh, we know how much of an impact he made. You know, it's hard to take a step from two to one. I don't think anybody really anticipates that. But what do you think the season looks like for the Grizzlies? I think the season looks – the regular season looks a little more frustrating than you're used to uh, because, to your point, now this team has learned through the playoff run what they need. And so once we see that, what we see during the regular season, the next step, everybody thinks the next step is regular season dominance. That's what the Suns try. I think the, the next step is regular season conservation with an understanding that what you need is the playoffs. So, you know, we, we look at what Milwaukee did last year. Now, obviously, it didn't result in a title. But we saw Milwaukee sort of throttle back a bunch. If I'm Memphis this year, my main concern is making sure everybody's growing and getting better. But at the same time, I'll take periods in the regular season where everybody's throttled back if it means I'm who I need to be in the in the playoffs. I mean, the Grizzlies, to me, right now, if I was projecting in crystal ball, they're a top four seed in the West. And at the same time, I think they have every real shot at an NBA championship next year. And that's, 
wild, but that's where, where the new world is. Like the new world is make sure that you get yourself in a decent playoff seeding position, but don't worry about winning 70 games. Worry about getting into the playoffs as healthy as possible. Yeah. What did you think? We got a chance to see the Titans, obviously, on uh, last Thursday, our first chance to talk to you since. What did you think of what you saw? Forget the game. The, obviously, the Ravens win. It's amazing, by the way, what the Ravens do in the preseason. Set that to the side. We got a chance to see Malik Willis. What did you think of the third rounder the Titans took? Uh, what would you like? Uh, what I like is that Malik Willis is athletic. What I don't like is that Malik Willis is athletic. Like, there's this spot here where what we saw is exactly what we expected. But I got to remind everybody, and this goes across the board for every young quarterback. When you see a young quarterback in a preseason game run around and then make a spectacular play, it's such a great highlight. But that's not real for the regular season, especially at the quarterback position. Like, you've got to see a quarterback drop back go through his reads, make the correct throw. And I think Vrabel was pretty telling when he said we took him out of the game because he wouldn't throw the football. Like, there's never been a question that Malik Willis can run around on the field and make tremendous plays. The question is, can he learn this playbook and then dissect what his defense is doing? And so far, I think, you know, Titans fans are really in love with what they saw in that game. I'm not. I want to see Malik Willis get back there and make timing throws and get back there and understand where guys are going to be. I didn't see any of that, guys. So, I think what we learned is that Malik Willis is a freak athlete, but we already knew that. What we don't know is how's this game going to transfer to the NFL, and I think that's going to take two years for us to have any idea of. So I, I need to see a lot more from Malik throwing on schedule before I freak out about it. Plus, the other thing real quick, guys, that, that I think we forget is most of the time Malik Willis is running around against a guy that may or may not be on the roster more mm-hmm. often than mm-hmm. not, you know, in these preseason games. So, like, that's just so different than having to figure out what a defense is doing pre-snap, what adjustments they're making, and how they're getting in your throwing lanes. I, I read, too, that, that it, from your over-unders, that it sounds like you, you're not very high on the overall offense, and especially Derrick Henry. Obviously, since the A.J. Brown trade, does seem like that's going to make life inevitably tougher on Derrick Henry. Sort of where do you think that offense is going to come in this year? I think it's the middle of the pack offense because the offensive line has a lot of questions. And frankly, like, we just glossed over Taylor Lewan, the superstar, because he's a superstar personality. But, man, he's getting paid too much to not be on the field and consistently and play his tail off consistently. I don't know that he can still do that with all the injuries he's battled. I need questions all the way across the offensive line. And I've had this debate with, you know, Buck Rising and Jared Stillman and my buddies in Nashville that cover the team. Like, I, I don't think you can get rid of an A.J. Brown and then suddenly, suddenly feel great about your wide receiver core. There's just a lot of unproven there. And when there's a lot of unproven there, it's hard for me to look around and say, oh, this guy's going to be the guy. It's just harder for me to see. So I think they made Tannehill's job more difficult. That's going to mean even more pressure on Henry, who's going to be running against even fuller stacked boxes behind an offensive line that's okay. Like the Titans are going to take a step back to me this year. Their defense is going to have to play lights out for them to be the top team in the division. While we're on the subject of, you know, potential you know, quarterback changes. Um, Kenny Pickett was probably the story of the weekend at that position. Two touchdowns and a win over the Seahawks in preseason. You know, I think it's sort of the same thing, right? Sort of the same situation. He's going against third and fourth string guys that may not be on the roster, but he looked good. Um, do, do you think that's a, a situation where, you know, the, the, the drafted rookie actually is playing meaningful football, you know, midway through the season? Yeah, I think the difference is that in Pittsburgh, they don't really have a clear-cut starter they love, and they want to give Pickett every opportunity to win that job and that opportunity in a way that makes a lot of sense for him. 
there's some, uh, you know, comfort either thrives or kills in my mind. And the fact that he's played in the same stadium he played in in college and his practice facility, the, the pit practice facility is literally at the same uh, camp compound that the Steelers practice facility is like nothing in Kenny Pickett's world has changed. And not for everybody, like some people, that's really problematic. Like you, you need to get away, you get a, need to get a fresh start. For Kenny Pickett, it seems to be really opportunistic. Like he seems really comfortable. So, you know, number one, I think the Steelers are going to do everything they can to, you know, spoon feed the offense to him in a way where he can be effective. That's going to be important. But number two, they don't have to build an offense around one guy with another guy coming in. Like Malik Willis is so different uh, in the way he approaches things than Ryan Tannehill is. And Ryan Tannehill is, is with the Super Bowl contending team and a quarterback that has a body of work. Like the Steelers ha- never have a losing season, but they don't have a quarterback on that roster. So they don't have to tailor it to one guy and hope another guy can fit in. I, I think Kenny Pickett, while I wasn't high, as you know, on any of the quarterbacks in the draft, Kenny Pickett goes into a good situation because he's got a really good coaching staff that's not going to put him in a situation where he looks like an idiot. So I, I believe more in Kenny Pickett in that situation. So, so Cowboys lose 17-7 to the Broncos. It wasn't really the story, but the, the penalties were. 17 penalties for 129 yards in their first preseason game this year. Mike McCarthy, last two years, coached uh, Dallas teams, been the most penalized team in the league. Ha- should we be looking at this as Mike McCarthy's going to blow this and be out of there after, the, after this year, and maybe you're looking at Sean Payton next year? What, what do you think of chances that Mike McCarthy has a good year and is back for, what, a fourth year? I think the chances are pretty slim because good won't cut it. Like, it's going to have to be great. Uh, I, you know, the Sean Payton thing's going to get hairy because the, the Saints are certainly going to want compensation. But here's the thing. Like, discipline is cultural. And I, I genuinely believe that. I believe that you can make excuses every year for why your team has a ton of penalties. But at some point, discipline is cultural. And, you know, we see this all the time if you're Raiders fans, right? Like, if you're a Raiders fan and you've seen year after year after year a ton of penalties, when you see penalties in the preseason – You just say, oh, my God, here we go again. Well, part of that is because it just carries over into the culture. Mike McCarthy has not created a disciplined culture when it comes to pre-snap, when it comes to technique, like holding penalties in the preseason more often than not, for example, or not because somebody forgets how to play football. It's because they're in a bad spot, so they hold, so they don't put a sack on tape. You know, that's where they hold, so they don't put a huge touchdown on tape. But that speaks to poor technique, poor discipline, poor fundamentals, and those are things that right now – you can't convince me that McCarthy is making the Cowboys better fundamentally. And, and you can, frankly, convince me that today Josh McDaniels is making the Raiders better fundamentally, for example. So, you know, I think you've got to look at these penalties and say, does it matter in the preseason? Maybe not. Does it speak to the culture of discipline and the culture of technique? Maybe. And if that's the issue, Mike McCarthy is never going to make talent better. And if he can't make the talent better, they don't win Super Bowls. If he doesn't get to the Super Bowl, then there's no reason for Jerry Jones to keep him around. You know, a lot of people are <clears throat> sort of in, in the, the inverse of that, saying that, that that Doug Peterson's arrival is going to unlock Trevor Lawrence into being the quarterback that everybody thought he was going to be two, three years ago when teams were tanking, you know, two, three years out to get him. Um, and, look, we've only seen him um, just a bit. Got a couple drives on Friday, 6 of 12, 95 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, is he going to break out this year, Fitz? I, I want to think so, but I'll also say this. Like, second year – second offense, much more discipline. And what did we learn last year at Clemson? Like sometimes you got to look at uh, the place that they left behind, right? What we learned last year at Clemson is that maybe the offensive principles aren't all that great. Like is Dewey, DJ Uyengule certainly couldn't do anything near what was done for him 
you know, uh, what was done for Clemson that Trevor Lawrence did. So I think you've got to look a little bit at what was left behind and that, start asking yourself, man, has Trevor Lawrence gotten the, the best offensive coaching? And if not, is it going to take a minute? I believe in the player tremendously. But learning a new playbook is like learning a new language. And not everybody does that quickly. Not everybody does it efficiently. And not every coaching staff is willing to translate it so the quarterback can be successful. So I think there's a lot of question marks on the structure around Trevor Lawrence. If they if they calm that structure down, he has every opportunity to be a superstar. But if they don't, then he's just going to be sort of a middling, mid-level quarterback, which is a waste of tremendous talent. Where are you at on Trey Lance, Fitzy, and, and coming on to a 49ers team, or at least taking over, that's built and ready to win? Uh, we just saw it in the NFC Championship game last year. What do you make of that 49ers team? Do they take a step back, or is Lance ready? We saw a little bit of action from him. Again, it's preseason. You don't want to overreact. How high is your confidence level in Niners? It's it's okay, but it's not as high as it would be. And part of that is because of their division. Like, I mean, the Rams are spectacular, right? And the Cardinals certainly have a lot of talent. I do believe that. And it's hard for me, even though the Seahawks have nobody at quarterback, to think that the Seahawks are suddenly going to forget how to football. So it's not like he's going to have a a easy road ahead. Plus, the NFC West drew the AFC West this year. So they're going to have all of those teams mm. to, to factor into, too. That's asking a lot from you know a first-year player at quarterback that hasn't played meaningful football in years. I mean, that's, that's the part of this that like we're just sort of glossing over that he played one game. And, and I keep going back to when I was out with game day the year we went to North Coast State, South Coast, and we went to that game. And we were all trying to figure out, because it's a really tough stadium to get to, we were trying to figure out flights, and he was playing. And not a single person on that campus or around game day or anywhere around me said, oh, my God, you have to stick around for this game because Trey Lance is going to be a superstar in the NFL. Like, nobody saw that coming. So it's hard for me to take, just like it is for Zach Wilson, it's hard to take a jump from BYU to the Jets. I still think we're sort of sleeping on how difficult the jump is going to be. If I'm the 49ers, I'm keeping Jimmy G in that building no matter what, simply because even though it costs me a ton of money, man, if this Trey Lance thing goes wrong, I don't want to lose out on a window where I have a Super Bowl caliber roster just because my quarterback had too many growing pains. Um, the, the Browns defiantly uh, threw Deshaun Watson out there, and, and, and that, that was horrible. I mean, that was, uh, that was some of the worst Deshaun Watson probably has ever played. I guess you attribute it to rust. Um, what what did you think of that, and, and, and do you anticipate, on top of that, seeing him at all this season? No, I don't think he's going to play. I, I think he's out for the season. And I, and I think, frankly, the Browns' actions in that preseason game didn't help anybody. Like, you've got that moment. We all know this. Like, you've got that moment where if you're in a relationship, like, you know your significant other is mad, and, like, you know you can do something, but if you do do it, you might be po- poking the belly of the beast. And sometimes, even like even though it's tough, you just got to walk away from the situation and not do it. That's the situation I think the Browns were in. They could have saved a lot of of sort of grief, but by putting him on the field, that was a big up yours to the NFL. Like we're going to play him as long as we're allowed to play him. You got a Roger Goodell that is bent in on the fact that it's going to be at least a one year suspension, and then we're going to have to ask some real questions because it will if he's suspended the whole year and he missed all of last year, and we just saw how rusty he looked. Man, I don't know what we should reasonably expect from Deshaun Watson whenever he does get back. Like I, I believe that if you take everything not on, take all the off the field stuff out of the equation, he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. He was a top five quarterback in the NFL, but his last season they went four and twelve, and then he sits out a whole season, and now he's going to have to like, in my mind, sit out another season. I don't know 
if the Browns can really know what they're going to have at quarterback because it's going to take a, a more than a minute or two to knock the rust off if and when he comes back next year. Uh, and then, you know, Lamar Jackson, who if you just sort of break, him, break down what he's done since he took over in 2018, he's fourth in victories, he's 11th in touchdown passes, he's first in rushing yards by a quarterback, yet uh, my brother still does not have a new contract, and he says he will stop negotiating once the regular season starts. We're less than a month away. This seems like one of the worst uh, potentially – decisions that you can make how do you go into this season without having a deal done yeah but here's the thing a year ago we all said man Lamar better do that deal and now we look at the contracts that have come out I understand everybody's talking about the risk Lamar Jackson is taking of injury I I really genuinely do but this is the first year he's going to get his whatever guaranteed massive money right so he's making generational life-changing I never have to work again money this year so if I'm Lamar and I haven't seen the deal I like, and I know that I've seen all of these other quarterback contracts just blow up in the last, you know, from Deshaun uh, all the way through. Like, we've seen so many quarterback contracts go out with huge money, and I know that by this time next year, Joe Burrow will have gotten paid too, and God only knows what's a guy that leads the Bengals to the Super Bowl worth. My God, as much as we're talking about the money Lamar may be leaving on the table, I think what we're forgetting is how much extra money Lamar has made himself by banking on himself. If the Ravens don't want to give him a historic contract right now, he'll get a historic contract in a year because the money just keeps going up and up and up. And injury is the only thing that can slow that down. But I ask you guys, if you already had, I never have to work money again in, in the bank, and you knew that no matter what, you were set for life. And now somebody said, you have a choice. You can make $200 million right now, or you can make $300 million in a year. I mean, if, if, if money's no object and you already don't have to work ever again, maybe it's worth betting on yourself just to get the extra cash. I think Lamar is actually doing this a lot smarter than a lot of us are giving him credit for. Maybe so, man. Maybe you're right. Maybe we look back and, and we say this guy's a genius and he doesn't even have to give you know a stupid agent 4%. I mean, 4% of that much money. And remember how often we looked at Kirk Cousins when he was like, I'm going to play this out year by year. And we're like, you're, you're crazy. And all he does yeah, every I, year is get paid and paid and paid. So, like, some of these guys got to figure it figured out. No doubt. Hey, Fitz, you got to figure it figured out, man. We appreciate Thank you. Thank you, brother. Have every a great single week. week, man. Thank you. Have a great week, boys. Appreciate you. Yep, he is. Jason Fitz joins us every single Monday here on the show. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that he's got he's got life change money in the bank. You know, he's going to make twenty three million dollars this year, Jason. But I imagine, like again, we always have these conversations. When you make twenty three million dollars a year, you li- you more than likely live a twenty three million dollar a year lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. And so it's not like oh, I mean, I got. It's not like you or us. You know, if you were if you or me, you know, fall into twenty three million dollars, yeah, like we're set because we don't live twenty three million dollar a year lifestyles. You know, so it's the, the the calculations are just different. So listen to Chris Canty on this. You think about it's, it's the other side of it that I think Lamar's banking on too. Is that remember when Dak Prescott did this? We all said, "What are you doing?" He injures his ankle. He still gets paid by the Cowboys because, of course, the Cowboys weren't going to move off. I think that's the way Lamar is looking at the basement, John. You know what I'm saying in terms of even if I went out get hurt in a contract year, they're going to pay me because everything's built around it. It's still a huge risk. There's no promise that what Jerry Jones did in the Dak situation, Baltimore's going to do for you or, or as handsomely in terms of paying you. It's still a huge risk. But I think his deal is, look, 
I, I just we, we just saw Kyler Murray Kyler Murray get signed. That sets a baseline for when I want to be over. You see, Deshaun's guaranteed money. So to Fitz's point, the waiting has earned him more money. But you want to see him get paid before you know any kind of risk anything. You don't want to see him lose money. And you go into this year, you get hurt. Then they can cut back a little bit on you. So uh, look, Dak Prescott still still got his money. That that's the point. So and and maybe you know in 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 Lamar's case, it won't be a deal where you get hurt and you have to find out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 